What's up, everybody? Hello, welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Friday, December 17th. We are taking a look at our week 15 five faves on this show. Five favorite bets from me, Zach Jackson, and Vic Tafer. And you guys are covering the same game this week with the Browns and Raiders getting together on Saturday. Remember, two Saturday games this week. We will have some discussion on that game right off the top. Uh, first, Zach little bit of a busy week for you in Cleveland, huh? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting. It always is with the Browns, right? 23 years running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but especially this week, we'll see. You know, structurally, it's going to be the same. Case Keenum's going to run the same offense, and a lot of the guys are going to be there, but a lot of them aren't, too, <laughs> including the head coach. So uh, we will see what happens, and there's weather rolling in, which we'll talk about. So, um, yeah, I think Browns Raiders has a history of being unpredictable and not necessarily pretty, and, mm-hmm. and let's continue that Saturday afternoon. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Um, we're going to talk about that game first, because Zach, you have a pick for us in it. Vic, of course, the Raiders, your team. You do not have a pick in it, but let's just roll right into that as our first pick of the day here. So Vic, we're going to start with you. Even though you don't have a pick, uh, your expectations for the Raiders holding on to their season and getting the Browns at, inarguably, the right time to be getting the Browns. Yeah, it would be, but the Raiders are a mess. Uh, they've lost five out of six. Uh, they won't have Darren Waller again this weekend. Denzel Perriman, uh, their best linebacker, also out. So it's still going to be a tough task, even though the Browns have so many guys who are out. Uh, a lot depends on Josh Jacobs. Um, so um, is anyone's guess well, how they'll do this weekend? Well, Zach, you've got a guess for us, and that it, your guess is that it's not going to be very high scoring. And that this total has come all the way down to 38 and a half on BetMGM. The Raiders are actually one and a half point favorites now after the Browns started the week as like four and a half or five point favorites. Yeah, uh, and I'm not scared of the drop. Uh, (laughs) The the Raiders have gone over 16 points once in six games. The Browns have gone over 17 once in eight games. Uh, You know, Case Keenum is going to operate the offense how they want it to look. It's going to look like handoffs and four-yard passes. It's not going to be trying to rip it down the field. And, um, you know, on Thursday, it was 65 degrees here. Well, that's like 40 degrees warmer than it normally is. It's going to get cooler, and that's going to bring a front. So is that going to be rain? Is it going to be snow? I don't know that it's going to be 40-mile-an-hour winds like it was when the Raiders were here last year, but it's going to be ugly, and I just think both teams are going to operate as if 20 is plenty to win this game. And I think somebody wins at 20 to 17 or hell, maybe even 16, 14, give me the under (laughs) and my favorite pick of the week. And one of my favorite picks of the whole year, quite frankly. Oh, one of the favorite picks of the whole year. And unders have been treating you pretty nicely for the most part, Zach, obviously not a hundred percent, but I know bad ball, Michael, come on. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, right? You've been looking, been watching it, been seeing it right in front of your eyes for a very, very long time. And uh, man, this one, this has got ugly written all over it, but I mean, a huge game still for like with the way the AFC is stacked up. I mean, the winner of this game is certainly fits the Browns. They're eight and six if they win this game, and right there in the thick of things, it's it's crazy. Especially when I mean the Ravens are, and I've got a I've got a play on that game. But the Ravens are five and a half point dogs, maybe playing without Lamar Jackson against the Packers. Yeah. Browns could be tied in first place in the AFC North <laughs> if they win yeah, this the one. Yeah, the Browns came into last week. This is how strange it was. They came into last week with a much better chance to win the division than to get a wild card <laughs> yeah. with only five yeah. games left. That's strange, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I've been buried in this COVID news here, but I've been talking with some of my friends. We think a parlay with against all four AFC North teams might be a good way to go. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not a bad uh, not a bad call indeed. Although uh, Vic and I are going uh, the other way with at least one of those. Uh, and again, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But for now, let's leave the AFC North behind for a 
second. Vic, you take us out west to one of the late window games on Sunday, Rams and Seahawks. Rams, four and a half point favorites in this game. And the Rams dealing with a COVID situation of their own at the point that the three of us are recording this, nowhere near as serious as what the Browns are dealing with. Uh, But the Rams looking at a four and a half point favorite. Seahawks coming off that win against the uh, Texans last week. What do you like in this one? I think that's a good spot for the Rams. I think uh, Matt Stafford's got his mojo back a little bit finally. I think the offense looks like it's supposed to. I think historically they've done well against the Seahawks. They kind of own that rivalry. So uh, for those reasons, I I like the Rams uh, minus the four and a half. Yeah, I like them too. Um, you know, maybe they're getting Daryl Henderson back, but Sony Michelle has proven to be a fine stand-in for him. Probably not going to have Odell Beckham, but you know that's uh, that's a problem that shouldn't affect the Rams all that much uh, with everything else they do offensively and defensively. And they have just dominated this uh, series in the trenches, really, ever since Aaron Donald got to LA. This has been a series that has been dominated by the Rams, and certainly in the McVay era, uh, one that the Rams have gotten the better of the Seahawks with the way they can dominate the trenches on both sides of the ball. So I, I'm not making that. As- as one of my fave five, but I do think it's a good pick. Rams minus four and a half against the Seahawks. I'm going to take us back to Saturday, and Zach, you've got to pick on the other Saturday game so you can keep us rolling after I say my piece on Colts and Patriots. Colts are two and a half point favorites in this game at home, and I like the Colts. I think this is a good spot for the Indianapolis Colts. I think that, frankly, as good as the Patriots have been for like two months running now, that the Colts can kind of do what the Patriots do a little bit better. They've got a better individual running back in Jonathan Taylor versus Ramondre Stevenson and a banged up Damian Harris. And even if Damian Harris weren't banged up, the Colts would have comfortably the better running back and better running game in this one. They have a better offensive line. Their defense doesn't quite measure up to New England's, but we're not talking about one that is necessarily super far off. Mac Jones has been incredibly impressive in his um, rookie season. But I think if you're asking a quarterback to go make a play and you say, which one do you really trust? One play, one throw, Probably going to pick Carson Wentz over Mac Jones in this one. I think that just at every single spot, other than head coach, of course, the the culture is that much better. Then you've got the defense, but I think everything that the Colts can do offensively with Jonathan Taylor overrules what the Patriots' uh, advantages might be in head coaching and slightly on the defensive side of the ball. I like the Colts to protect home field to win this game by a field goal or more. Give me the Colts minus two and a half. And I'm with you. I'm on the exact same thing, Michael. Uh, you know, I think Mac Jones will have to make a play. Now, now, that's kind of what we're hoping the Patriots to come to yeah. our betting against Bill Belichick. And I can hear my father over my shoulder saying, you'll never get rich betting against Bill Belichick. But I think Taylor can do enough, and I respect the heck out of the Patriots defense. I think Taylor can do enough not to where Jones will have to make plays. <laughs> they they outcoached and outphysical the Bills in that environment. Here, the game's going to be played inside. Take that out. I think the Colts are a little more desperate. I think the Colts are a plenty competent <laughs> team. They need this game. <laughs> and, and playing at home in this environment, both teams off the bye. Um, I, I'm going to bet uh, on the Patriots coming back to earth just a little bit in the Colts to win this one. Yep, I think that's true. And there's, there, I mean, there's a scenario, Zach, in which the Patriots come back to earth and still play well and still lose this game. I mean, this is a quality opponent on the road who is probably playing as good as it has played all season long and really knows who it is. And I'm talking about the Colts. They know exactly who they are as a football team right now. So there's, I mean, there's a plenty of a window for the Patriots to play a good game and still lose this one. And I think that's ultimately where this ends up. I think this is one of the better played, more competitive, more fun games of the weekend, but we're both on the Colts minus two and a half. And then Vic, you and I both on the Bengals plus two and a half. Uh, So let's talk about that game. You take it first. Bengals are two and a half point dogs in Denver in this one. Curious to hear why you like them. I know why I like them, but let's let you take this one away first. Well, I think Joe Burrow's, uh, you know, he's banged up for a while. I think he's trying to come around again. I think he showed flashes last week. They probably waited too long to start throwing the ball around against the Niners. They could have done that earlier, probably won that game. 
Uh, also, you know, the Broncos, uh, so those weird stats, they're, uh, they're 0-3 against the AFC North, and they've lost those games by an average of nine points. So I think that uh, that trend continues. I think the Bengals are a better team. Yeah, complete the sweep of the AFC North if the Bengals can pull off a win in this one. And I think they, they can and that they do, in fact, pull off a win in this game. You mentioned last week's game against the 49ers, Vic. And if you just watch the highlights or you look at the box score, it's pretty easy to paint it as this dramatic comeback by the Bengals that ultimately then fell short in overtime, which it was. But there was a sequence late in the first half that really swung that game. You had the Bengals getting the ball back down 10-6, to 6, and it was going to be with about a minute and a half left, and they muff a punt. Muff a punt at about their own 40, 45-yard line. The 49ers recover. So at that point, instead of being 10-6 and maybe going in, getting a field goal, getting a uh, getting the touchdown, they're giving the ball back, and now they're just hoping to stop them. Well, they do stop them, and then a stupid taunting penalty on Von Bell extends the drive, and then the 49ers get that touchdown that puts them up 17-6. If that sequence goes differently, either of those things don't happen. The muff punt doesn't happen, or the taunting penalty doesn't happen, we could be looking at a very different game between the Bengals and the 49ers. So I think that the Bengals basically played that even or even better than what the 49ers did a week ago. And I think that that is being a little bit overwritten into what this line is. I'm with you. I think the Bengals are just the better team. And Joe Burrow is now another week removed from that finger injury. And as you said, again, looked pretty good in the second half, connecting with Jamar Chase on a couple of big plays, ended up throwing for 350 and two touchdowns in that game. And that was his first week dealing with this uh, fractured pinky. So now he's got another week beyond that. I think we're going to be looking at a basically 100% Joe Burrow in this one. Broncos, Running the hell out of the ball with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, but this is a much different front that they're going to see this week than the one they saw a week ago, or really any that they've seen in the last couple of weeks. So I like the Bengals in this one, I think not only with the two and a half, but something they pull off and get the win outright. Let's go right back to you, Vic, for your next pick. Monday night football, Vikings and Bears. Uh, Bears just always find their way to primetime, you guys. We just can't get enough of this team under the lights. Vikings are four and a half point favorites in Chicago. What do you got for us on this, Vic? I'm going with the Vikings. I think they looked good last week despite letting their foot off the gas uh, late. And um, the Bears, you know, like last week they came out strong. They, were, they scored 27 points in the first half and they kind of uh, they kind of fell apart. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're not looking at their vacation plans at this point. Kind of That was kind of their big last-ditch effort. Kind of proved to Aaron Rodgers they weren't owned by him and they couldn't they couldn't do that. So, But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Vikings. The Vikings are a better team and they, they win that game. Yeah, and they, uh, the Vikings really look no worse for wear. Their first game without Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne stepping into that role. Tyler Conklin assuming a little bit more of the uh, of the target share for them as well. Just worry about the Bears um, and what they're able to do offensively in a week-in, week-out basis. I like what we saw from Justin Fields last week in that he was using his legs a little bit more. Nine carries, 74 yards for the Bears in that game, but... It's just still not a team that I want to uh, really trust on either side of the ball. And the Vikings uh, are certainly uh, right in the hunt for the NFC playoffs. And this is a game they need to win. They actually get the Bears twice over the last four weeks of the season. And uh, they certainly need both of those games because they've got a couple of uh, better opponents mixed in as well. So uh, they need these wins against the Bears. I think they do get it. Four and a half, a little bit rich for me to lay. But I like the Vikings if I were forced to pick one way or the other. Zach, you and I back on the same page for our next pick. Yeah, I'm going to take this one First, my friend, Steelers and Titans. I like the Steelers plus one, and I, I just can't figure out. I've been trying to put it together all week why the Titans are favored in this game. 
This is a, a game in Pittsburgh. The Titans, we've talked about it a little bit, you guys, uh, just haven't looked at all like themselves without Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown because they're not themselves. They've been a bad offense. I mean, frankly, a bad offense since Derrick Henry went down, and that includes a couple of games that A.J. Brown was still healthy. Well, now they don't have either of them. And we're talking about a team that is trying to piece together some sort of offensive performance with what's left of Julio Jones and Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard. And those guys are fine if they are filling in around Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. But when you ask them to be the guys who go and make plays for you for 60 minutes of football, you're looking at a much, much different offense. And we've seen that play out for us right before our eyes for five weeks now. I mean, we're all for, we're all just sort of giving the Titans a pass from last week because they got a win and they got a comfortable win and they did it over the Jaguars and Urban Meyer's just been a disgrace until uh, up through his firing <laughs> late last night. But like the Titans did not look good in that game. I mean, they did. They Their offense did nothing in that one. And I don't see why they go to Pittsburgh to play this very good defense, to play a team that is waking up a little bit offensively. And I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is obviously almost certainly going to be hanging him up, but this team still has playmakers. This team can still make some big plays. We've seen it. We've seen Claypool do it. We've seen Najee Harris do it. We've seen Deontay Johnson, all three of them do it in recent weeks. I think the Steelers should be like minus three, minus three and a half in this game. I love this spot all over the Steelers plus one. Michael, I'm a hundred percent with what you just said. Um, Pittsburgh is where bad offenses go to die. I mean, the Steelers still play defense, right? And in a very unscientific observation, Ben struggles and Ben's old, and man, it's painful to watch. But for about two quarters a game, he could still fling it, right? <laughs> yes. And Deontay Johnson would start on any team in this league, and uh -huh. he would produce in any offense in this league. You don't know what you're going to get from Chase Claypool. He's a known idiot, right? But they, between the defense and two quarters of the passing game there at home, I like them. So I don't trust the Steelers. Mm. But, you know, th this is a game historically that they've won, and, and their defense can win it. Um, Vic, I was almost with you on the Bengals, and I certainly hated to look over my list and not see Green Bay against the Ravens when it looks like Lamar's not going to play mm -hmm. and they're down their top three backs. But if you like any AFC North team this week, like – you have to look at the division odds because <laughs> the Ravens are still the favorite. And I don't know that they're going to win again. <laughs> so if you like the Browns, if you specifically Any like the Steelers who are around <laughs> yeah. 12 to one or the Bengals who are plus 260, 270, yeah. something in that range. And you think they're going to win this week? I mean, this thing's a car crash. And and <clears> if you'd like it, then then look for the bigger price is, is what I would tell you to do. Yeah, I mean, let's just look at a scenario in which the, the Ravens lose and the Ravens are five and a half point underdogs against the Packers. The Browns win, the Bengals win, and the Steelers win. You've got the Browns, Bengals, and Ravens all at eight and six. And you've got the Steelers at seven, six, and one. And I mean, that is a very realistic right. scenario that we're that we're laying out here that we could be looking at going into week 16. So I think that's a great point, Zach. Uh, take a look at those AFC North prices. If you're really feeling any non-Ravens team to get a win this week, go and look at those AFC North division prices because you might find something there that you like a whole lot. Vic, you're up next. You find something that you like a whole lot out in San Francisco. We've got Falcons nine and a half point underdogs against the 49ers. And I guess this makes sense, Vic. You were uh, buying the Bengals as a bounce back and maybe not quite buying the 49ers and the win they put together over the Bengals last week. That's part of it. Also, I think it's a, one of those classic sandwich games, you know, an emotional overtime win uh, last week. Now they have a, a Thursday game coming up against the Titans, you know, so I think, are you really excited about playing the Falcons? Is that really a match that you watch on film and, like, really fear that offense? Probably not. So I think it's enough points, and the Niners secondary is questionable enough where you would hope Matt Ryan can do enough damage to keep the game close, which I, I think he will. So I'm taking the Falcons and the points 
uh, just because of the, the scheduling spot and also because of the, uh, the Niners secondary. Keep an eye on Eli Mitchell, uh, still not practicing for the 49ers. Um, unlikely, it feels like. And we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Unlikely, though, that he ends up uh, getting to play if he can't at least get something in limited on Friday. So something to keep your eye on as we head into the weekend. Sunday night football is Buccaneers and Saints this week. The uh, Bucks are 10.5 point favorites. The total 46.5. Zach and I each have a pick on this one. I've got a pick on the side. I'll throw that out there first. Look, I know the Saints have been uh, the bugaboo for for Tom Brady since he's been in Tampa, 0-3 in the regular season. Got that win over them in the playoffs, and I could actually, I feel like I could write a dissertation on that playoff game because Jared Cook doesn't fumble in that playoff game. Who knows if Tom Brady's <laughs> getting his seventh ring, but that's a completely different story for a totally different show. They've been a problem. Bottom line, the Saints have been absolutely a problem for Tom Brady. You look at his stats against the Saints. This is a very good defense this year, a very good defense last year. A lot of the same personnel, and they have caused issues for Tom Brady in this Bucks offense. There is no question about it. Marshawn Lattimore has been the one guy who can really, came at meeting after meeting after meeting, really get under Mike Evans' skin. We have seen that prove time and time and time again. And so, I mean, that is something that you have to take into consideration when you're looking at these two teams. But the Buccaneers are so much better, you guys. They're just such a better team than the Saints. The Saints are so flawed offensively. And they can go out against an overmatched team like they did last week uh, against the, the Jets and give the ball to Alvin Kamara 25 times and let him rack up 130 yards from scrimmage. And Taysom Hill can do his power run game. And they can just overwhelm a bad team like the Jets. But now you're asking them to not only uh, go up against a Buccaneers defense, which looks a hell of a lot different than the Jets, especially against the run, which is about the only thing the Saints can do effectively but then you're asking them again as good as they've been in the past against this offense to slow down what has been the most bankable offense in the NFL this season I just don't see it and the total is 46 and a half Zach you're going to take us there in a second but if you just if you go implied total with using that and using the spread here uh, odds makers are still pegging the Buccaneers at about 28 or 20 and a half points and, and I just don't see where the Saints get anywhere near the you know 18 19 20 point range so give me the Bucks. Uh, laying the 10 and a half. I think this is finally the time that Tom Brady gets them in the regular season. Yeah, you know, my thought is, isn't 21 or 24 enough for the Bucks? right? We, mm-hmm. we know that, that New Orleans has done everything in its power to scrape something together uh, offensively. The Bucks are just better, right? They don't need the style points. They need to keep the train rolling. It's a division game. You touched on all the familiarity and all of those things. Uh, we're not sure Fournette's going to play. You know, I, I just look for Brady and Arians to, to do just enough. I, I think it would be a plotting, slow-type game. And I think it is 24 or 27 for the Bucks and 10 or 17 uh, for for, for um, the visitors here. So, I, I just, you know, I, when I saw over 45, that was enough for me uh, to comfortably take the under here. All right, guys, one more pick a piece for the three of us, and uh, we're not sharing any games here. I'll wrap up my five faves first with a look at that Packers and Ravens game that I've mentioned obliquely a couple of times. Not going to be playing the side five and a half. The Packers are favored by 43 and a half is the total in this one. Again, uh, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. We don't know just yet what the deal is with Lamar Jackson. It sort of looks like he's not going to be able to give it a go because of that ankle injury he suffered against the Browns last week. But I just look at the Packers, and again, the implied total has them right around 24. BetMGM has this set at up uh, the over. If you want to go over 24 and a half points for the Packers, you're going to get paid out even plus 100. And 
what's stopping the Packers from going over that number? I think only the Packers are stopping the Packers from going over that number. If they, if it's similar to what you were just talking about, Zach, with the Buccaneers, if they, if, if 24 is enough, right? If they're, if they're just comfortably winning this game, they're up 24 to seven in the fourth quarter. They know it's over. They get the ball back and they're just handing it off to AJ Dillon and running clock. That's really the only thing I could see stopping them because this offense is really going. And we've seen, we know what to expect out of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, we saw that again in ridiculous fashion last week against the Bears. But you've seen Marquez Valdez-Scantling get going for a couple of big games. The A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones pairing in the backfield is really working for them now in a way that is keeping both guys fresh. And I think very importantly is keeping Aaron Jones fresh through the season and headed into the playoffs. And you saw that last week, a game where Aaron Jones only had five carries but made an impact as a receiver and scored two touchdowns. They're really doing a very good job of keeping Aaron Jones strong and fresh all the way through the regular season. I, with the Ravens and, and the issues they've had defensively, the injuries that they've had defensively, I just don't see how they keep the Packers south of 24 points. I like that I'm getting even money on it. Give me the Packers. I think they go over 27 and a half. I think they end up winning this game something like 28 to 13. Like the Packers quite a bit in this spot. Vic, why don't you wrap up your fave five picks with another big underdog Bills, 10 and a half point favorites against the Panthers. And I got to hear this one. Why do you think the Panthers can keep this one respectable? <laughs> this is a good one. Um, Really, it's, I just don't buy the Bills. I mean, I know the Bills uh, got a lot of style points last week because they came back at the end. Josh Allen made these plays and yada, yada, yada. But they were getting dominated for most of that game. I don't know if the Bucks really uh, were locked in at last quarter. So I just think the Bills have not uh, really done well. Expectations all year long. They haven't really – their record shows it. Their ATS record shows it. So why am I laying that many points against the team, with Panthers team, which obviously has problems in offense, but still a pretty good defense. I think um, – so I'm, I'm taking the points. I don't have much faith in the Bills, uh, so I'm taking the points. I'm not saying you have to lay the 10 and a half on the Bills. I'm just saying there's a lot of games out there. Why <laughs> that one? That's a good point. We're all, no more that's buys. A, we got 16, well, 15 after point. Thursday night. We got 15 games to pick from Maybe here, Maybe I, I feel strongly against the Bills. Maybe I should have been more passionate. Like, I really feel <laughs> they've been a disappointment this year. They can't run the ball. And I really feel 10 and a half is an outrage. I'm outraged how big the number is. So I'm, I'm with that one. There you go, Matt Rule going back to his college roots. Right, yeah, we're gonna Matt see, Rule. we're gonna see, we're gonna see Cam Newton and PJ Walker in this one. Just play them both, interchangeable both. quarterbacks. You gotta love that. Uh, last pick of the show, Zach. I mean, we gotta end on Jets Dolphins. How do you have someone make a Jets Dolphins pick and not make that the topper, <laughs> the capper, the capstone of the show? Let's do it. Uh, Jets nine and a half point dogs in Miami in this game. Miami, another team dealing with uh, a pretty significant COVID situation again. What's the case for these big dog New York Jets? Yeah, just hold your nose and make this pick, okay? <laughs> um, the Dolphins have been hot, right? And yep. they've played somehow their way back into contention. We all know they're not that good. They've been hit hard by COVID. This is a bet that the bye week stalled their momentum. And for as bad as the Jets are, we just see that the Dolphins are only a little bit better. This is just too many points. I, I This is strictly a spot where I think I, I'm just taking more than a touchdown on a bad team and hoping things go my way. The Dolphins can't run the ball when they have all their guys. They have no one. Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle has been electric for them, yep. specifically in the short passing game. That's what they do so well. I mean, two is not hitting these 80% passing numbers, right? Chucking it down the field. Nope. He's throwing it sideways. <laughs> Jalen Waddle's out. Um there's plenty of room for the Dolphins to win this game, keep their playoff hopes alive, keep their momentum going without covering nine and a half. I'm taking more than a touchdown in this spot. 
all day, every day. Yeah, we'll see what they do with their backfield. But Miles Gaskin in COVID protocol, maybe Savon Achman's not ready. Malcolm Brown is potentially able to come off IR this week, but that might not even be the case. Duke Johnson could end up leading this team yeah. in carries this week. It's just, it's a mess. It's a mess for the Dolphins. And I'm with you on this, Zach. I'm actually uh, in a pool where it's way too convoluted to explain, uh, but... 32 people, everyone gets one team that they're tied to all season, and they have to pick that team's uh, uh, game against the spread every week. I have the Jets in that, and that's been a real pain all season. But I'm going to be taking the Jets and the points in that pool. So not taking them here, not actually betting the Jets, but uh, spiritually, I am certainly with you <laughs> on the Jets, uh, plus nine and a half against the Miami Dolphins. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. For Zach, for Vic, I am Michael Beller. Have a great weekend. Good luck this weekend and happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.